Welcome back. It's Rufus Williams here on The Morning Show. And, you know, if you're talking about education, you're talking about it with me on The Morning Show. My son, uh, who I speak of fondly and often, had an opportunity when he was four to go to um, pretty much any school. And we looked long and we looked hard and we thought about it. And we decided that Francis Parker was the best school for him. Visiting the school, we saw students who were just hanging out in the hall, feet up on the walls, just looked like they wanted to be there. And when you think about dropping out and you think about all these other things, it didn't seem like a kind of place that that was happening because there were people who just wanted to be in school. And that's what we saw. We walked through and we saw children experiencing science. We saw them with Coke cans inside of fish bowls and said, what are they learning? Well, they were learning physics and doing that. I'm like, wow, what a cool place. And so we, just, we picked Francis Parker for my son to go to school. And for me, it was, could not have been a better experience. In fact, when my son graduated from college, his junior and senior, senior kindergarten teachers were at his graduation. When I did my work at BBF on the West Side, his junior kindergarten teacher came over and helped us do things there. We still maintain uh, contact. We haven't since the pandemic hit, but they gave him the kind of foundation that I was very comfortable that he would go wherever he needed to because he stood on good good standings. Francis Parker reached 100 years old this year and has done a lot of things, have had a lot of people come through there. And I've wanted often, as I did my work in Chicago public schools, to try and create some similar situations to what I experienced at Parker and what I saw there because I saw just the nucleus of wonderful learning happening in this institution. Obviously, institutions who've been around for 100 years have some history and some things have happened, but I have now the opportunity to really go deeper into Francis Parker beyond just the commercial that you hear here on WVON encouraging you to come to the open house encouraging you to enroll your children there. But let's get deeper into the school because there was something that happened yesterday morning that brings all of this to the front, and it's just the kind of an institution that Parker is. So joining me to have this conversation is the principal of Francis Parker School, Dan Frank, and one of the illustrious alums of Francis Parker School, Commissioner Bill Lowry. Good morning, uh, Dan. How are you this morning? And Welcome to VON. Well, thank you. Uh, it's an honor to join you this morning, Lucas and, and Bill. Good to uh, good to join you. We just saw you over the weekend, and glad we're we're connecting again. Thank you. Well, thank thanks to both of you for uh, inviting me to join this conversation, Rufus. I just want to say thank you, brother, for everything that you have done and con- and continue to do for the community, to the VON family. Good morning, uh, Dan. It's always good to to hear your voice. So. With that, let's talk about our mutual love, Francis Park. Let's talk about it. And let's give, before we talk about Joe Anderson, who is really the, uh, the central reason that brings this conversation to the front, and I want people to really know about Joe Anderson and Joe Anderson Drive because I'm just I'm blown away by what I read and, and understand this to be. But let's give some, I gave the context to Francis Parker from my vantage point. Dan, why don't you tell us about Francis Parker what it is, who it is, why it came. And you're actually an alum of Francis Parker now and have been running the school for several years. So give us the give us the skinny. Okay. All right. Well, well, good morning. Yes. Uh, Francis Parker School uh, on the north side of the city uh, has been there. Actually, we got a few more gray hairs. Uh, yesterday was the 120th 
uh, anniversary of the opening of the school. And as we begin to talk about what we dedicated yesterday, we wanted it to happen uh, at a time to, to really celebrate something important about the school. School celebrates people. Uh, we're fortunate to have a, a beautiful campus, but ultimately it's really about the students, the teachers, the parents, the alumni who come from all over the city, 54 different zip codes from around Chicago, uh, come, to, come to Francis Parker School. Uh, it's a school that's dedicated to, to uh, seeing uh, kids for who they are, how to help them uh, feel confident in life. I mean, as parents, isn't that what you ultimately want? Your kids to have skills, uh, knowledge, but without the self-confidence to act on those skills uh, and, and those core values, uh, something is left wanting. But we really work with, with our kids to make sure they have the social and emotional development and maturity so they know how to work with other people. We live in a diverse democracy, folks. And if we don't help our young people feel skilled and uh, culturally competent to be able to take the knowledge they're learning, whether it's in science, math, English, the arts, uh, history, to bring it together to know how to work collaboratively with other people and to have that sense of perseverance and stick-to-itiveness that you know, things might not go right the first time, but how do you pick yourself up and keep on going and keep, keep that hope and that vision for what, what you want in life and how you can uplift the community you're in. That's what Parker is about. That's the core of the, of the ethos. How do you lift up the community you're in, wherever that is, uh, and they get in the practice and the disposition of their characters and their personalities get formed at a young age with that attitude. Uh, and, and, and that's, that's really what, what Parker does. We try to bring people from Chicago into Parker, and we try to get Parker into Chicago. Uh, so it's a really collaborative relationship we have with, with, our, uh, with our city. It's in many ways a magical place. Francis Parker, it goes from junior kindergarten through 12th grade. So you'll find people who've been at Parker for 14 years, their whole educational existence up to college, who've um, been right there in that, in that one facility. Um, we, we've got uh, 946 kids this year, uh, and 43% of, uh, of uh, the students, the parents of the school identify as uh, people of color. Uh, the, the, the approach to difference and to appreciate difference is essential for the growth and development of, of our kids. Uh, we want them to come from all over the city. Uh, we have more than 25% of our students receive uh, financial empowerment. We, this is, Parker's always been an economically diverse school, and uh, that's, that's a, a core value, and it attracts uh, the parents to the school uh, and, and faculty and staff members. We've got uh, 38% of our faculty and staff also identify as people of color. Our administrative staff, uh, the, the past uh, um, uh, assistant principals of the school, people of color, uh, black leaders in, in education, uh, and our athletic director, um, uh, upper school principals, also uh, 
people of strong uh, educational background and leadership and administrative skill, but, but people who, who represent uh, diverse backgrounds uh, is really essential to the school. And we host, we host events that bring kids from all over the city. Our Young Men of Color Symposium that's coming up. Uh, the Cullen J. Davis uh, Young Men of Color Symposium is coming up in, uh, in early November, November 6th draws kids, uh, young men, particularly black boys from around Chicago uh, and throughout Illinois and from other states. Their schools sponsor their, their activities, and it's the, the men, the men of color who, uh, from a variety of backgrounds, step up, come to the school, and participate as mentors. It's, again, an uplifting experience. Uh, and uh, significant uh, speakers come and and share their their insights and views into the world. Not only at that event, uh, but we have uh, opportunities at the school to bring in significant thought leaders from around the United States. Congressman John Lewis was at the school uh, a couple years before he passed. Right. ta Coates, Eve Ewing, uh, Colson Whitehead, Chuck. Every uh, even Kendi, yeah, every every uh, powerful every, thinkers. Indeed, everyone comes. I'm glad you reminded me of the date of the Young Men of Color Symposium. I, I've got to get that on my calendar. We're talking about Francis Parker School, and we're going to move the conversation to Joe Anderson Drive because it's a really central part of what we're doing. But first, let's talk to Commissioner Bill Lowry about his experience at Francis Parker. Bill, you were there when and for how long? And tell tell us about what that was like. I I will. And it's going to be really interesting because while I wasn't at Parker Long, uh, it's had a lasting effect uh, on me and my path forward. But let me first say, Colonel Francis Whalen Parker said the needs of society should determine the work of the school. And those words live on. They live on through our principal, Dan Frank, through our uh, teachers at Parker, through the administration. And I think that's so important because I I think the, the right way uh, for the school to uh, make a contribution to the larger society is to be flexible and to respond to whatever's going on at that time uh, within that society. But you talked earlier uh, about the 120 years of Parker. And for the Lowry family, we've been a part of, of Parker for 60 of those years. And it started, Rufus, when two of your friends uh, went to Parker in the 50s. And that's my dad, Bill E. Lowry, and my uncle, Jim Lowry. And dad, after he left Parker, he went to Kenyon College. And he graduated from Kenyon. He served in the Air Force for a while. And then he went back to Parker as athletic director and as coach. And in, unlike me, both my dad and uncle, they were also superstar athletes in three sports. <laughs> and, and, you know, I guess it skipped a generation. <laughs> but, but in addition to them, my mother, my late mother, she was at Parker for about 30 years. And she started first teaching uh, dance at night. She then joined the physical education department. She became the physical education department chair and ultimately was was dean of students. So with that background, you know, I was a kind of an independent, if not rebellion, uh, rebellious kid. And when I had to make my high school choice, I said, I'm not going to Parker. I mean, who wants to go to high school where your mother teaches? So I chose to go to St. Francis de Sales. So I started to sales and I'm going to tell you, it did not nurture my mind. But the DeSales experience, it nurtured my person. It was a time of great learning, and it was really my real palpable introduction to racism. And on a Friday after basketball practice, we were on the bus stop leaving DeSales. This was my junior year. 
and a car of uh, young white men went by, and they yelled out the N-word, and they shot at us. Now, thankfully, no one was hurt. But that Monday, I was at Francis Parker. My parents said, enough of the rebellion. You're going to Parker's. And what a blessing it was. And it was a wonderful experience for me. And because I really had a ways to go academically to get to where I needed to go, uh, I was just nurtured at Parker. The then head of the school, Dren Gear, he gave me one-on-one instruction so I could be prepared for the standardized test that I had to take to go to college. I remember, and I know Dan does, one of our uh, icons in the history department, Bernie Markwell, he gave me one-on-one instruction so I could write term papers in a way that made sense and, and actually conveyed my thoughts on paper. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful uh, experience. And I'll say then, I'll, I'll say now what, what I really learned then, and that is, for me, Parker is about knowledge. Parker is about knowledge born from a great education in the classroom, but equally important, it's based on learning experience, various types of learning experiences outside of the classroom. That is, that's, that's true knowledge, and that's what I found at, at Parker. So after I, I went to Parker, it was March of my junior year. Uh, I spent four semesters there, and it truly changed my life. And I have lifelong friends like David Rohn and Dr. Alan Jackson, Cecil Butler, Louis Diaz Perez, Leslie Campbell. I mean, these folks are, are part of my everyday life. And then other members of the family, they went to Parker. My sister, Kim, who was an assistant teacher there uh, for a while. My cousin, Camille, uh, attended Parker. My nephew, Kevin, attended Parker. My niece, Cameron, attended Parker. And Cameron was a great athlete, so it really, it really did skip a generation. <laughs> and and I, I remember my mother, she taught, she taught Dan. And I think you, Dan, I think you were a track star. Uh, that, that's at least what you told me. <laughs> but, <laughs> he gets faster as the years go along. He gets faster, right? He is, more, more records were set, you know. But I'll say this, and I, I'm, this is very important. So in my class, I was class of 1980. We were about 20% African-American. We also had several students from the Latinx and Hispanic community. And in getting to know Dan over the past years, he is focused on similar uh, diversity numbers, and he is committed to diversity in all of, all of its hues. So we're talking race and gender, uh, religious diversity, economic diversity, and sexual orientation diversity. And when Dan and I had that conversation, he had me at hello. So as we speak now, do know that Dan and I continue with a lot of others to continue to to push diversity uh, at Francis Parker because there's something special about Francis Parker, and we want to make sure that all all of our 77 communities have access to to everything that Parker provides and brings to you in a very uh, in, in a very uh, substantial way. So for me, um, it's really been a, a huge part of of the Lowry Village. It, as I said, it's been a part of our village for 60 years. Indeed, and I recall getting there and seeing Lil Lowry as the as the dean of students, and um, just just appreciating that she was there. Uh, such a magical, wonderful place, and just continues to be. So every time I have an opportunity to go, which should be monthly, but I don't quite make it every month, um, I just feel good about going in and feel good about what happens there and feel good about what we can share from there and right. other places. This uh, The notion of how Parker began, and we'll get into Anita McCormick Blaine and what she did when the school was founded because she funded – roughly half of the tuitions of the students because she believed Parker should be an economically diverse school. That is part of its mission, part of its core, part of who they are.
Francis W. Parker School is a private school with a public purpose. Since 1901, the school has been dedicated to expanding learning for students in junior kindergarten through 12th grade. Their students go beyond the yes and no, asking the why and how, pushing the boundaries to discover their best potential. Francis W. Parker's in-person open house for junior kindergarten through third grade is Saturday, October 16th at 10 a.m. Register now at fwparker.org slash open house. That's fwparker.org slash open house. Welcome back. It's Rufus Williams here on The Morning Show. We're talking with Principal Dan Frank and Commissioner Bill Lowry about the Francis W. Parker School. And Dan, I'll tell you, uh, I trust you heard the commercial. You get more than your money's worth on WVON. Yes, so lucky it's it's the day before uh colonel parker's birthday october 9th what can you expect thank you so much all things just come in divine order apparently before we move on and i want you to tell us i want to get deep into joe anderson and who he is but i also want to note that in addition to commissioner bill lowry there's another very notable alum of francis w parker school in the guise of U.S. Representative Ayanna Presley, one of the squad yeah. who's mm-hmm. currently making noise out in Washington. She she grew up here, and she um, she is also an alum of Francis W. Parker School. Yeah, Parker students are are all over the all over the country, the world, in a wide variety of fields, from medicine to law to arts, and and certainly government service, like Bill Lowry here. Uh, and Ayanna Presley, who's uh, the congresswoman from uh, from Massachusetts, uh, serving uh, serving our nation. Just a wonderful school, a wonderful history. But let's talk about um, what happened yesterday morning at Parker when you dedicated Circle Drive right there on Clark, just north of Webster, to Joe Anderson. Who is Joe Anderson, and what is he? What does he have to do with any of this? Uh, Joe Anderson is a man who lived in the mid and late 19th century, and he, uh, he helped invent one of the most revolutionary pieces of technology to transform agricultural production in the United States, uh, and certainly was one of the key things that, uh, that helped uh, develop Chicago because it was such an evolving commercial and industrial hub at the time. Um, and he worked with... Uh, uh, Cyrus McCormick of the McCormick uh, family in Virginia. Now, uh, Joe Anderson's uh, contribution to inventing the McCormick Reaper, it was called. It was the mechanical reaper. And it was a machine that could attach to the back of a horse that allowed a farmer to uh, harvest grain and, and uh, other things they were growing much quicker than with a hand tool, like a sickle. And so it was uh, highly desirable, uh, the sale of of that uh, that piece of equipment and uh, the development here in Chicago uh, created a, a, a huge fortune. Uh, and Mr. Anderson, uh, he worked on this project while he was enslaved by the McCormick family in Virginia. And uh, it's a sto- I've been around the school for 60 years. Actually, Bill, your family's been at Parker longer than that. And your mom was my teacher. She was my colleague. She was my yeah. mentor. I think about her all the time. And your dad, too. Big influence on my life. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. And, and the, it, it, 
And so I began to sort of dig into the story. And I've been at Parker a long time. And you hear about Anita McCormick Blaine, who was Cyrus McCormick's daughter, who inherited his fortune. She was a very progressive thinking woman and made lots of, uh, of, of uh, contributions to the development of Chicago and beyond, including funding the creation of the Francis W. Parker School, uh, as well as you know, the, the early days of the School of Education at the University of, of Chicago. The fortune came from the sale and development of the Mechanical Reaper, uh, but Joe Anderson's contribution to the development of this important piece of technology was never a prominent story. Uh, and uh, I, I dug into it, and I shared this story with Parker's Board of Trustees, and the Board of Trustees agreed. We need to, uh, we need to honor and celebrate the contributions of this man who helped uh, start our school or create the, 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 the financial ability for the school to be founded, Parker's financial fingerprints go back to the oppressive system of slavery. And we need to just know the past, uh, accept that, and learn from it. I mean, Bill, you're right it's about knowledge, and knowledge is power. And, it, mm-hmm. and the school is there to uplift and to say, we can do better. That's what progressive education is about, is how can you do things better, more inclusively, with more of a community spirit to it. And so the idea was to uh, let's, let's honor this man the best way we can right now in two ways. One, we wanted to find a place at the school that was not, you know, some small room down in the basement near the boiler, but the, the front entrance, the, most, the, the first thing you see when you come to the school Let's, let's name it after this man. And at the same time, that's to, that's to bring some repair to, uh, to the past. And at the same time, what does it mean moving forward? How do all of us try to acknowledge who's, who's been unrecognized, who's ignored, who's silenced, who's been marginalized, who's been oppressed? And how do all of us, in our own reflections, try to live a a, a, a better, more uh, uh, moral life that's committed to repair and building so all in the community can be honored and thrive together. That's what this is also about. And uh, we wanted to uh, uh, make sure that our students understood this, uh, the adult members of our community, and those who will be coming to the community 120 years from now to know that uh, our, our foundations were, were uh, created not only by Colonel Parker, John Dewey, Anita McCormick Blaine, people who brought ideas and resources, but by someone who'd been ignored by history, and that's Mr. Joe Anderson. And Dan, you did the research to determine who Joe Anderson was and bring all this forward. You did that yourself? Yes. So let me just summarize this. Joe Anderson was a slave. He was an enslaved man who helped develop this mechanical reaper. This mechanical reaper then helped to develop the fortune of the McCormick family, which many of us know McCormick family. If you play golf, you've been out to Cantini in, in, um, in Wheaton, or you know who owns the, um, owned the, the Tribune and the Tribune building for a long time. The McCormicks were very prominent here in Chicago. They moved here after 
inventing the mechanical reaper because Chicago was the fastest growing hub of industrial production and a gateway to the to the greater Midwest market of farmers. So this this reaper actually allowed farmers to harvest grain much faster than having to cut it with a hand tool. It was a big deal, made farming that much faster and created this fortune for the McCormicks. They then moved to Chicago. He dies. Anita McCormick Blaine inherits his fortune, gives a lot of it away in a number of social causes, including the development of Francis W. Parker School. So the development of this school, this this exclusive elite, this wonderful school in Lincoln Park, the fortune that created that was done with the help of Joe Anderson in creating this mechanical reaper. Dan's research as the principal, as an alum of the school, then goes back and says, we need to recognize what our true history is. We need to recognize Joe Anderson. And in the most prominent place, everyone who comes into the school comes into the front door. Mm-hmm. You go through Circle Drive. Circle Drive is now named Joe Anderson Drive, dedicated yesterday because of this this effort. This is just, I think, a phenomenal story, Dan, and a wonderful way to recognize the history and how this contribution of Joe Anderson helped develop this wonderful institution here in, on the north side. Bill, as an, as an alum, how does, that, how does that make you feel? Rufus, I want to really applaud Dan and Parker for honoring the contributions of, of Joe Anderson to our society, and this is so impactful. And it's so impactful because African Americans have been making like contributions for over 400 years. But normally our contributions go unnoticed, or if they are noticed, they certainly are not recognized and celebrated. And I I think this is just really an example of what Francis Parker represents. And uh, I'm very proud to be uh, an alum of the school and a friend of Dan. Great job, Dan. Well, it's a community that we we all do these things together, and and, and I think that's part of the, the, the beauty and the attractiveness of the school that Keeps you connected, Bill. Keeps me connected, Rufus, uh, and many others. Of how we learn from each other. Again, always. How how can tomorrow be better than today? It is this kind of recognition. You know, we talk now about how we better recognize Jean Pont du Sable as the founder of Chicago, but going back in history and recognizing the contributions of those who truly contributed not talking about a critical race theory, but talking about what is fact and what is truth and what do we know and how do we bring it forward is what is what education is, is what we need to do to ensure that we have fully participating members of society. Personally, one of the things that I truly have always enjoyed about Parker is I always felt comfortable with expressing my thoughts and my views, no matter where they were, because it's done in a, in a way in which it can be received and heard and acted upon. Um, I love the fact that this is there at Parker, which also has, Dan, a quote from Nelson Mandela on the wall. Can you talk about why that quote of Nelson Mandela is also on the front wall at Circle Drive? Well, you know, there's... Uh, uh you know, he, he, he says that there's, you know, no, no keener sort of insight into a society and how it treats its children. And uh, one of our own teachers, uh, David Feuder, had uh, 
made a, a trip to explore themes about education in South Africa. And he came back and he shared that the, his stories with the, with the students and teachers at the school many years ago. And, uh, and the work of, of Nelson Mandela as, as a significant world leader uh, focused on issues of, of, uh, of, of freedom and, and, and it's, it's downside, you know, the, of, of oppression and all that he represents, but the focus on how a society treats its children. That's what schools are about. That's what education is about. It's uplifting and it has a universal message for all of us. And so again, we thought that that's a statement along with the, the statement that, that Bill quoted a few minutes ago about the needs of society should determine the work of the school. When you walk down Clark Street and you pass by the school, you will see the words of Nelson Mandela. You'll see the words of Francis Piper. You'll see the name of Joe Anderson. Uh, and that all of this, all of this teaches and gives you a sense of the, the moral direction and the educational direction and the humanitarian direction of what this school represents. And it's a school that wants to invite children from all over the city of Chicago to come to the school and help uplift it for, for, for all the students in the school. Welcome back. I am excited to be talking with Dan Frank, the principal of Francis Parker School, and Bill Lowry, the commissioner of Cook County and an alum of Parker. Dan, you know, there are, before we go, I need to make sure that people are aware of some of the things that are upcoming at Parker one of whom you've um, advertised on VON. Thank you for that, because we need to keep the lights on somehow. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you've got an open house coming up, um, and you've got the Black Men of Color Symposium. Talk about those a little bit uh, and how sure. people— Sure. There's actually there, there are a, a few things. So what's coming up on uh, October 16th, we have an uh, admissions open house for uh, lower school students. And then the following weekend, on October 23, there's an open house for admissions for middle school students. And then uh, in November on the 13th uh, for our high school. Uh, and then the Young Men of Color Symposium on November 6th. If you're uh, at a school, you represent a school, uh, you can contact us and try to uh, make those connections for you. And then coming up on November 1st, the uh, nationally known journalist, uh, uh, Jelani Cobb, he is the Dorita and Robbie Robinson diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, speaker that evening. And so if you go to uh, Francis Parker's website, www.fwparker.org, uh, and you go to the website, there's more information about uh, that event that is both uh, an in-person event, but also it can be watched on Zoom. And uh, he's a compelling uh, speaker about uh, about issues of race and justice uh, in our society today and, and what the political climate is like. It should be very, very uh, exciting. Then later in the spring, we have we partner with uh, uh, Loyola Academy uh, for our young women of uh, color symposium. It's also very dynamic for for uh, uh, for students. Okay, so a couple of things. One, Jelani Cobb, I'm sitting here holding an article that at some point I'm going to talk with my audience about that he's written in, uh, this looks like it's in the New York Times. 
uh, the New Yorker magazine about what's, what is happening to the Republicans. I don't know if you heard my diatribe before you all came on, but I, I want Donald Trump to be in jail. So oh, yeah, I heard it. <laughs> now that I know that Jelani Cobb is coming to Parker, ladies and gentlemen, you can expect he's going to be on WVON here on the morning show as well, because I'm going to recruit him personally. Um, the Ooh, young Lucas, men of, you're, 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 you're at the center of all of it. We're, we're lucky to be in your world. Well, let me say this. Somehow I've got too many email accounts. And so this email with your vantage point on it actually was forwarded to me yesterday by my wife who knew that I should have one should have known about it and two should know about it. So I'm happy to have gotten it, gotten excited about it. And that you two gentlemen answered the bell to come on and talk about it uh-huh. while it's still fresh since this just happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. But this Young Men of Color Symposium, I encourage you, I've gone, actually, I've been yeah, a participant. you participated, that's and, right. And Thank I will you. again this year, now that I know that it's coming up. But you've mm-hmm. had, uh, Hill Harper was a speaker the last time I was there. And prior yep. to that, Wes Moore was a speaker uh, who, who I think he's running for governor of, uh, of New York or governor of Massachusetts. He's running for governor. i got to call Wes and see if we can get him on as well. But he wrote the book, The Other West Moore, and has done other things, and has run the Robin Hood Foundation out of, out of New York. But he was there speaking, both of them, just dynamic young men with dynamic stories. And to watch these young people uh, from independent schools throughout this region, and as you mentioned, Dan, some were flown in from others, other states to participate in this day. It's a wonderful experience if um, – if you have a way to get this your, year, uh, at, uh, educator um, Dr. Uh, Rodney Glasgow will be the uh, uh, the speaker. So it's going to be very exciting, and it, it's uh, Chicago and Colin Davis who uh, helps us do it. He's been uh, uh, another loyal uh, Parker alum and and parent who believes that uh, the school plays a fundamental role in educating kids, not only at the school but beyond. And he has He's another one of my buddies. <laughs> And he has a sweatshirt that I need to get from him. It said 1619. He was wearing it before anyone else was wearing it. Yeah. And I tried to get it from him that day, but I was unsuccessful. <laughs> <laughs> but these are just wonderful experiences. And you think about a school in Lincoln Park, a private school with a tuition that is pretty significant. But to be this thoughtful and this diverse in its thinking is really what makes Parker special. There is a saying in the auditorium that every student who goes in for morning X or sits in there, I think it just gets committed to memory somewhere. Dan, what is that saying that uh, about Parker that exists in the auditorium? It says a school should be a model home, a complete community, an embryonic democracy. Right. And we want kids to, to, to feel they belong. This is their place. Uh, and we have to be complete. Can't be just, you know, you know, one section of society. We want a complete view of what our society is like and how the school represents uh, the city. The school has, you know, in its own strategic planning, uh, fully intends to become an even more uh, racially and economically uh, diverse school. And all the other ways that Bill mentioned, you know, uh, that that get to the human experience. And if there's 946 kids right now in the school, that's 946 different spins on the human condition. No two people are exactly alike. There's difference everywhere. Indeed, and you guys help to... Filter in the other elements of society, 
uh, race, class, sexual orientation, gender, all the others, it, it adds to a richness of complexity. And, and you that's help to, the world that kids navigate. Indeed, you help to bring it all out. Thank you both for joining me this morning here on WVON. Be well. Um, we'll just thank uh, you. Thank you so much. Indeed.